Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob. And this week, I have like a trio of recipes and they kind of jive a little bit. Uh, we can just call them brunch, <laughs> that this meal is a brunch. But it may seem a little haphazard in terms of what the individual things are. But we are at that point in the season or in the summer, in the year or whatever, when the garden is throwing off a lot of produce and you need to make use of what you have and preserve or extend, you know, the, the excess or whatever. But the three recipes that I made today were basically to use up some garden produce. So as with each episode, go ahead and take a look at the show notes. You'll see the imager album, step-by-step, the photographs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, special ingredients, special equipment. I don't think we're going to have any of those. These are pretty simple recipes using normal run-of-the-mill type of ingredients. So we can go ahead and jump in. The first thing we made was an oatmeal muffin. And the reason we made this is because last week we harvested our oats. We did all the processing with them, the threshing, the winnowing, the gleaning. I gave my my son a very good, uh, not an etymology lesson, but just like, hey, here's some words that you probably heard. Things like harrow and thresh winnow and separating the wheat from, I'm sorry, the wheat from the chaff and gleaning all these type of words that come from these agrarian societies in the, the fertile crescent, you know, the, the cradle of humanity in Eastern Africa and the Middle East, whatever. But this first recipe is a very simple kind of run of the mill sort of muffin. Have all the, the actual measurements of everything in the show notes, but I'll run through them here. We're using a cup of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon, one and a quarter teaspoons of baking powder, about half a teaspoon of cinnamon, half a teaspoon of baking soda, a half teaspoon of salt, one and a half cups of quick cooking oats, rolled oats or whatever. We just ran the oats through our grain mill on sort of like a coarse grind attack or setting. And that produced a very mealy oat flour um, that we used. There were whole whole oats in there. There were some shaved or flaked oats and then some ground oats. So one and a half cups of oats, one cup of whole milk, one third of a cup of vegetable oil, a half cup of brown sugar, or alternatively, I used maple syrup for that and two large eggs. All right, the first thing we're going to do is preheat the oven to 425 degrees. And if you have a muffin pan, that's great. Line that with paper muffin liners, <laughs> whatever they're, are they called liners? Paper muffin cups or whatever. Line those with that. And then in one bowl, mix together all your dry ingredients. And in another bowl, mix together the oats in the milk and let that sit for like, 10, 15, 20 minutes, it's going to soften those oats up considerably. Using whole freshly milled oats, uh, 15 minutes was definitely uh, enough time to soften those up, but it certainly is uh, to your benefit to actually pre-soften those oats in the milk, okay? 
Once that 10 to 15 minutes has elapsed, go ahead and add the oil, the eggs, whatever, stir that up. You're going to have like a thick paste. Add that to the dry ingredients and mix those all together into, you know, you don't want to over mix it, but you're going to mix it into a thick kind of gloopy batter. And then just evenly distribute that amongst your muffin cups. At 425 degrees, we're going to bake that for seven minutes and then cut that temperature in the oven down to 350. Uh, you can, I mean, you can open it up and look at it or whatever. They'll just kind of be slightly risen at this point and won't really be forming a muffin top yet, but then continue to bake for 15, 15 to 17 minutes, more or less. And that will get some elevation on your muffin. And, you know, if you're using store-bought, oats uh, you might get a little higher of an elevation mine incorporated a lot of really coarse like oat flour like i said into the muffin mix but i still got a classic muffin shape and that was nice next up i'm making a recipe from yotam Otolenghi, uh his nopi cookbook and these are zucchini fritters which you know if you if you Plant a garden in southwestern Pennsylvania, chances are you're growing a ton of zucchini, even if you only put in a few plants, right? You're going to get a lot of zucchini. You're going to do your pasta primavera. You're going to make your zucchini bread. You might do the, um, you know, cutting them into long strips on the mandolin, battering them and deep frying them. But then eventually you're like, oh my God, where am I going to hide zucchini, more zucchini into more products? Well, this is great because it's really simple but it makes a really delightful little uh, kind of a variation on like the classic fried zucchini uh, product by doing it as a fritter, but also by incorporating a couple spices that are pretty distinctive. Okay. So what we're going to do with this first off, we're going to make a dip. It is a lime and cardamom sour cream sort of dip. And for that, we need a little bunch of cilantro. I mean, this doesn't have to be a ton. You also don't have to weigh it out, but chop that up nice and coarsely, but is you know, relatively fine. You want, you don't want a lot of stems or big leaves in that. Chop those up, set them aside. A half teaspoon of ground cardamom, the juice and zest of one lime, and then one cup of sour cream. And, you know, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, just to season that at the end. But just whip those all together with a fork, incorporate that lime juice into the sour cream, salt it, pepper it, give it a taste. It'll be tangy. It'll be bright. It'll be citrusy. It'll be real forward. Really nice, simple dip on that. Okay. Now for the actual fritters, if you're buying zucchini at the store, maybe like three of your usual store-sized um, courgettes or zucchinis. If you're pulling these out of the garden, um, one big fat one will get you there Two, you know, big ones, whatever. I mean, uh, you're going to grate this up and, you know, one to one and a half pounds of grated zucchini. That's what you want. Uh, two shallots, finely chopped, two cloves of garlic, uh, also crushed and chopped up real nice. Uh, the zest of two limes, a half cup of all-purpose flour, two eggs, two and a half teaspoons of ground coriander, one and a half teaspoons ground cardamom. And then if you can find halloumi cheese, that would be great. If not, feta broken into, you know, uh, crumbled into like little nuggets would be wonderful. And you don't need a whole lot of feta. I think I made 
but I made six of these fritters and I use like the, the top, uh, two, like four, four square inches less than that, you know, two inches across, two inches up. That was all the feta that I needed there. And then you want a neutral oil for your like shallow, shallow fat frying these. You can use like a sunflower oil. You could use a vegetable oil. I used avocado oil and then some salt and pepper to season. So what we're going to do first is you, you have your grated zucchini. Salt that half teaspoon of salt. How about that? Sprinkle some salt over that uh, zucchini. Let that sit for, I don't know. 15, 20 minutes. If you're making this concurrently with the muffins, uh, let it sit in the, in the fridge salted for the time that you allow your oats to soak in the milk. Okay. What that's going to do is that's going to express a lot of water, just a lot of liquid from the grated zucchini. And then with your hand, you can squeeze that pulp and get a lot of that liquid out and pour it off. You don't have to be really anal retentive about getting like all the liquid out. You don't want it, it to be uh, dehydrated, like a, like zucchini meal or something like that. But you want to be able to get um, the low hanging fruit, the easily accessible water in the zucchini. Squeeze that out, pour it out. Okay, then working in a large bowl, you can put all of your grated zucchini, your finely chopped shallots, garlic, lime zest, and then all the other ingredients: your your flour, eggs, coriander, cardamom, uh, black pepper, salt, whatever. Mix this maybe with a fork, kind of folding it and mixing it together. So you're not, you don't want to be like really pulverizing the zucchini too much because you do want these like long pieces to stay intact. But you also need to get this mixed up so that it forms a consistent batter. And it's going to be fairly uh, loose, okay? A very wet batter. Once we start forming these and getting them into the oil, they held their shape remarkably well. The one thing you may notice when you are frying these is that the combination of coriander and cardamom makes the zucchini fritter smell like falafel whenever it's cooking in the oil. But what we're going to do in order to get these things going is put like a quarter to a half inch of oil into a small pan. When I say small pan, I'm like talking about like a six or eight inch frying pan. If you have a cast iron pan with a high side on it, that's like six inches wide, that'd be great. You can do bigger ones. You don't need a real big pot that's really deep because we're going to set these in the, the hot oil. They're going to cook pretty much the bottom half. And then with a slide spoon, we're going to kind of just roll them over. And then that's going to cook the, cook the other half. And then we can stand them on the edges and they're done that way. But the batter is going to be very wet. What you can do is with your, I mean, if you're assuming you're right-handed, you get your cheese all broken up and it's in like a pile on a cutting board there. You get a wad of this batter in your left hand and you kind of like press it out so that it's flat. Take a couple little hunks of cheese and lay them in the middle. And then what you're doing is you're, you're forming it into a quenelle, which is like, uh, if you ever see whenever at a fancy restaurant, Whenever they serve ice cream and they get two spoons and they kind of make it into a football shell shape, that's what a quenelle is. That is the shape that you're going for whenever you're forming these uh, zucchini fritters. It is going to feel like you're just holding a, a, a wad of liquid more or less because it is a very wet batter. But you kind of get it into a football shape and then gently set it into the oil. And then that uh, you, you want to heat that oil until it's like 300 degrees on the, on the stovetop. 
and you set those in there, they will start bubbling and frying pretty quickly. And then don't touch them. Just let it sit there for like two minutes, three minutes, whatever. That cooking action is going to really firm up the bottom half of these fritters. And then, like I said, with a slotted spoon, you can kind of finagle your spoon underneath of it and then just kind of roll it over on itself to cook the other side. Total cooking time per unit, you're looking at like 10 minutes more or less, okay? And I was doing them three at a time and then I kind of tapered it down to where I was doing two at a time. I mean, I only made six. I did three, but I did them in a staggered order so that one of them was just going in when another one was ready to come out. And then I just sort of ran them through that that pattern more more or less. But they turned out wonderful. The um, the cheese in the middle, whether it's halloumi, whether it's feta or whatever, you know, it'll be warm, it'll be soft, it'll be real sharp and tangy. And then you have this really delicious, fragrant batter uh, fritter surrounding the whole thing. Okay, so th those are those are a winner. It doesn't take as much time as like a whole operation, you know, making a big tray of zucchini parmesan or or fried zucchini like with the strips or whatever so you can definitely make these as just a, a side dish where it's not a, a main event sort of thing you know it doesn't monopolize your attention and your stovetop and like you, you don't have to really it's not a whole lot of hands-on okay now last up last but not least sort of the anchor for this meal because at this point we have we have oatmeal muffins and we have zucchini fritters it's like okay what what are we going to anchor this this meal with and to do that we went with a classic croque madame sandwich which is you know whenever is it a grilled cheese is it a ham sandwich is it just like a european version of of the cuban or the cubano i don't know man but it is delicious let me tell you what we got here uh, six ounces of butter, two tablespoons of flour, a cup of whole milk, one bay leaf, half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter cup of gr a finely grated Parmesan, uh, roughly eight slices of sourdough bread. Let's see if we're doing four, that would be four sandwiches. So eight slices of ham and 12 ounces of, what was it? coarsely grated Gruyere cheese. Gruyere, or I used a Jarlsberg, you know, a Swiss cheese, basically. How sharp, how mild, that's up to you. But 12 ounces of that. And then we're going to be rocking with four eggs here. So what is a croque madame? A croque madame sandwich is basically uh, a ham sandwich with a cheesy bechamel sauce inside and out with a fried egg on the top. So First thing we're going to do is we're going to make the bechamel in like a saucepan. This one, you know, you want a, a standard saucepan. You can just melt one ounce of butter. I did a whole bunch more than this because I, I knew between the cheese, the milk and the flour, I was going to be able to get this to a smooth consistency, uh, even if it was a very buttery roux. And I, I already had a bunch, since I was making three individual things, basically, I was using a lot of dishes. So I was like, all right, let's just, let's just run with this. So you can, you can go with as little as one ounce of butter or half of your butter. You know, it could be as much as three ounces, whatever. Get that melted in a saucepan on medium heat and then add your two tablespoons of flour and whisk that together. Uh, I, I, mean, I, 
I usually don't use a whisk whenever I'm making a roux. I use a wooden spoon because then I can push it around and I can kind of gauge the thickness and how everything's uh, sort of coming together a lot better with the wooden spoon than I can with a whisk. And also a whisk is harder to clean afterwards. All right, so we're going to mix that together. You'll It'll smell very buttery. You might get a little bit of a note of like toasted flour. Uh, you don't want this to brown, so I guess it's going to be like a really a really light, like a blonde roux. So once all the flour is completely incorporated there and it starts getting nice and foamy, what we're going to do is we're going to reduce the heat so that the butter and the, the flour is not super hot and very gently add the milk and the bay leaf to this and mix this together. Initially, initially, you might have a lot of butter floating on the top of the milk, you know, like it seems like it's separated. Like, oh man, do I have to emulsify this? How do I get this to come together? Once that milk comes up to temperature, uh, comes up to the same temperature that the butter and the, the flour were at before you added the milk, it will incorporate very easily afterwards. Like it, it's sort of like one of those things where you know exactly when they've reached temperature parity because it's like, oh, this has completely changed from butter floating on top of milk to a sauce. Da 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 da, a sauce. That's a, that is a very convoluted, uh, convoluted reference to an Eddie Izzard bit from like 1997, where he's like, hutta, 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 and lobster. All right. So, so anyway, so you've got this bay leaf uh, cooking into this, uh, this milk sauce, this bechamel that is now thickened and whatever. Salt and pepper that, make sure that you've got a nice flavor profile and then remove that from the heat. Okay. We're going to, um, do the rest of this without it being on direct heat, but it's still going to be hot. What you're going to do is add your Parmesan cheese to this, this sauce, this bechamel that you've made and stir it around vigorously again with the wooden spoon that Parmesan will incorporate really nicely. And now you have a, a cheesy sort of sauce. Okay. Now we're making four sandwiches here. That's why we have eight slices of bread. So Arrange four slices of bread on your cutting board, put two or three slices of ham on each one of them, and then add a little bit of that, that bechamel, uh, Parmesan sauce to the top of the ham. And then you well, actually, you can incorporate half of that Gruyere, Gruyere or Jartjarlsberg or whatever, add that into that sauce, mix it up half of it, half, cause we're going to reserve half of it or sprinkling on top of these sandwiches once they are constructed. So you can put that cheesy sauce on top of the ham, put a piece of bread on top. So you have four of these ham sandwiches with bechamel sauce, and then using the rest of the butter, the other three ounces that you haven't incorporated into the cheesy filling, we're going to basically cook these like grilled cheese sandwiches. Melt those in a pan, get it nice and foamy, and then place your sandwiches in there uh, getting good contact with the pan and flipping them a couple times so that you get a nice buttery, toasty crustiness onto there. Okay. Remove those sandwiches to a baking sheet and slather on some more of your bechamel Parmesan Gruyere cheese sauce on the top. Sprinkle it with the additional, you know, reserved Swiss cheese that you have sitting aside there and then put those into the oven under the broiler. What that'll do is it will brown and melt that cheese sauce on the top so that you get a nice uh, 
like a cheesy cap. Don't let it go too long. Make sure that it's just, just golden brown. And then you can cook individual eggs, just sunny side up in a pan, lay them on top of those sandwiches, and they are good to go. Really, really delicious, really uh, satisfying. And, you know, if you, if you have chickens, you use up some eggs. If you have zucchinis, you can use up some zucchinis. And if you planted a field of oats, you can make some muffins. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the justification behind this uh, Sunday brunch menu of croque madame, zucchini fritters, and oatmeal muffins. So thanks for joining me this week. Talk to you guys next weekend.